Ladies and gentlemen, fellow degenerates, welcome to the Mini Tour Saga, Season 1, Episode 1. Twelve Twitter followers requested it. I have nothing better to do, so I'm bringing it right to you. The, vid- the sound quality is horrible. Apparently I need to buy headphones. AirPods aren't going to cut it. Tyler sounds great. You guys are about to hear <laughs> just a straight trip down memory lane. I mean, things that I completely forgot about. But my first and favorite caddy, one of my very near and dear friends, Tyler Del Buno, is just going to paint you a picture of life on the mini tour about a decade ago. Um, I hope it's everything you guys wished for because I had a blast sitting there talking with them. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Deal with the horrible audio quality. It'll get better. I'm learning all this stuff as I go. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Let's get so weird. So I'm going to start off each podcast with whomever I have on there. So I need your first How I Met Daniela story. Oh, geez. Not to be confused with How I Met Your Mother, which I know you're a big fan of. <laughs> this is true. Or at least we've 12 been, years ago you were. No, we've been watching it, re- watching it again recently. Perfect. Because that, that's the intro for everyone who comes on the podcast is how my, because everyone has a story. So I want to hear everybody's story. Uh, then we can discuss the story too. Oh, we, got, we got all the time in the world. <laughs> I got a full pack and a half of cigarettes. Like, let's get weird. Oh, I, I just pulled a icy cold beer from um, Tantrum Brewery in Cleveland, Georgia, called Poems at Midnight. It's a it's a raspberry and blackberry Berliner sour. It's uh, they're delicious. I'm very happy for you. You ready? I'm ready. There it is. Oh, let me tell you, that's the worst sounding. Worst when you're in the middle of the tournament. Uh, well, the feeling of empty that just comes over you is so ridiculous. Walk, walking up nine and seeing all the people on eighteen in the in the VIP with with beers, you're like God, nine more holes of this to go to before we get there. And by all the people on eighteen, you mean six. Well, it depends on the tournament. Facts. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Symmet- Symmetra, maybe. Right. Yeah. All right. Hit me with your first D story. All right. So my first D story is uh, at Baytree in the clubhouse, and uh, I, I was brought I was brought on by the head pro prior to you, Darren, and he brought me in because I knew him from playing golf, and I guess you were away on tour, and you came back, and I'm pretty sure. You walked up to the counter to check in for, or just come in, and basically was like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and then proceeded to call me Big Bird because I was wearing a yellow shirt. That's poetic. And so, and then beyond that, that's kind of, I, I beyond that, I don't really know where the, uh, where, where the, the roller coaster started from there minus you started working and then we started, you know, we worked together a few weeks and I got the invite to go to 
Portugal to caddy and uh, for European Q school and I needed a passport oh, last yeah. last second and so our first uh, date was a 4 a.m. drive to Miami to get my passport expedited same day. What a what a, what a what a story! Like I need to go get my passport and I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I'll drive. Let's go. Let's go look at Dash and South Beach at 9 a.m. with all the homeless people. We live the Jersey Shore, Miami. Seriously, walking, literally walking around South Beach at 9 a.m. with nobody else on the streets except for the bums falling that fell asleep on the sidewalk and the looking for the Kardashian, yeah, the Kardashian store in the Jersey Shore the house. Ice cream uh, shop. Yeah, I think the picture that's still on my Facebook. God, as they should be. Yeah, that's exactly where they belong. It's just in the Facebook vault. Oh God! You're welcome, Mark Zuckerberg. You're welcome. <laughs> That is gold. I distinctly remember walking into that pro shop and I was like, I was gone for like three weeks and you guys fucking replaced me. Well, I mean, they, I mean, they replaced, they replaced you with somebody that was mostly appropriate for that kind of job. That's for sure. Well, and someone who looked way better in yellow. I wouldn't go that far. There's not a lot of people who look good in yellow. Facts. All right. So, we're, so we meet, we, I mean, I feel like you instantly became, like, my brother. Like, we did all sorts of shit together. We obviously go down to Miami. And then was the first, because you have a much better memory than I do. My whole career just kind of blends together into one big mush of shit golf. But was the first tournament you caddied Mexico? The first tournament I ever, my first. For me. My first professional cash tournament because i had caddy q school in europe and a couple u.s open qualifiers so and we did not make the u.s open with the person i was caddying for so yes the first actual golf tournament where i put on a bib and was carrying a yardage book to try to win a tournament was puerto Vallarta, mexico in 2011 that's crazy so the the best story i remember from that <laughs> Is us taking I can't believe there's shuttle. a story. I can't believe there's like, a story you remember from that week. Factual, because the whole tournament was sponsored by tequila. And it was a horrible tequila. What tequila was it? Don Roberto? It was some Don. It was some very important man. It was Don Julio's cousin, Don Roberto. <laughs> there it is. So I, I mean, trust me, plenty of stories. We'll get into them. But I remember everyone going to that mall outside of outside so for everyone listening like we're in we're in Nuevo Vallarta at Paradise Village the resort is on the beach they give us a stupid rate like it's like 14 pesos a night like it's the best deal ever we actually have two beds we have the mini kitchen there's a pool with two slides on the side of it that are alligators so you're shooting out of an alligator mouth there's it's like a fucking cruise ship like there's festivals every night there's theme nights there's there's all sorts of things because nothing's better than going to mexico and doing italian dinner theme night by the pool but they but you did but then you're also taking shots of tequila so That's you're like true. oh yeah i'm in mexico like huh, it's shitty pasta but i'm in mexico and there's tigers there were tigers so i remember everyone went to this godforsaken mole and two people get food poisoning at and least, then, at least two, and one of them I think actually got like a 
microbe and they were in the hospital for like days after the turn like they got left in mexico yeah yeah but we decide to walk i mean it had to be like three quarters of a mile to this little shack it was easily three quarters of a mile because that the pro-am that we took the bus to was not close to the hotel yeah that was like two three miles do you remember that's how we found it? We were on like a 50 yeah. passenger bus and we see this like shanty on the side of the road without with three walls and a tarp for a roof. And we're like, we should go eat there. I couldn't have been more excited. And we walk in and me speaking in Spanish and I'm like, hey, you know, what's good on the menu? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I distinctly remember us ordering one entree each. But we were there so, for like two hours. So I, I remember that beers were basically free. And there was like one other table with people and it was, that was it. Um, and I remember having tortilla soup there and it's still to this day, the best tortilla soup I've ever had in my life. Um, and then like, and then I think we just like looked at the, at the menu and we literally ordered like every taco they had. Cause they had like 15 different fish tacos or something. We're like, we'll take, we'll try all of them. <laughs> Cause they're like seven pesos. Yeah. And the exchange rate means they're 46 cents each. So just fill me up buttercup. Pretty much, this is cheaper than going to Subway and getting food poisoning in the in the in the little town center in in our uh, in Paradise Village. Much cheaper. It was it it had to be the best meal. And then we didn't order dessert, but I feel like dessert got brought to us. That sounds correct. I I, I could. I'm not sure. I'm actually. I mean, I, I I'm like actually pulling up. The guy, like I'm pulling up pictures. Family. I'm pulling up pictures of our of this trip as we're speaking right now. I love this. And um. So there is a picture of you on the golf course laying in a lounger, like hands behind your head, feet up. I do not have these pictures on the, on the golf course. It's, 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 if you look at my albums on the, uh, on the old FB, there's, it's, uh, this one's titled LPJ futures tour in Mexico. I got very creative that week. And so, yeah, it's, it's literally, this is insane. Dude, I remember we had a layover in Guadalajara. Oh, I tell this story all the time to people. And I was nicotine fiending. And we had like, I don't know. I mean, we had a long enough layover, whatever that means, like 45 minutes to an hour at least. And I was like, I'm going outside. I need to smoke. And we go outside and there's fucking like military grade, like, or I don't even know what they're called, but there's a guy on top of it, like manning a machine gun. Yes. Waiting. I don't know what he's waiting for. Like who's overtaking the Guadalajara airport? <laughs> come, come to find out in the years since then, not really a good place to go to Guadalajara for if you're American. <laughs> and we're, I'm outside just like ripping heaters, just like get me enough to get on the next flight. And the I remember, next flight was like a puddle jumper. I don't know how we survived this shit. I really don't. Like, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Well, I can top. I think you know this one. So we'll stay in Mexico, but skip ahead 365 days. And so we finish our tournament in, I guess it was, it was Sarah Bay. Sarah Bay. Yeah. And um, oddly enough, that's where I am currently. And we like go back and our flights are almost at identical times, but between money and money and uh, points, 
your flight goes from Orlando to Phoenix, and my flight goes from Orlando to Mexico City. Well, in Phoenix, you have friends. In Mexico City, I don't. (laughs) And I had a a 23-and-a-half-hour layover in Mexico City. Did I book this? Well, my ticket was... My my t- my ticket was booked significantly after your ticket was booked because you weren't sure if we if you we were gonna have enough mo- money or points to book my ticket. Um, Still the worst bus ever. So so I stayed at the Hotel Grand Prix in beautiful Mexico City, um, <laughs> outside of the outside of the airport for twenty three hours. Well, I got there it was daylight, and of course, have no idea where I am. And I'm my thinking is it's there's got to be a bodega where I can go grab like two tall boys, a Diet Coke, a bottle of water, and a Snickers and go back to my hotel for the next 20 hours and just not leave because um, there was food at the restaurant or at the hotel, thank goodness. And I walk for probably 30 minutes and I was definitely the only American I saw and there was getting ready to be a concert that was letting out of this arena next to where I was and I was like, I think this is a good time to go home. No, no bodegas here. <laughs> Straight back to the hotel. And then the next day, so I get to the airport, check in, and another player uh, whose dad was a pilot was on my connecting flight from Mexico City. And she, apparently she had been in Mexico City since like 5 a.m. that day. So she could have come and like we could have actually had two Americans hang out in Mexico City together. And the flight, that puddle jumper that we had from Guadalajara was the same, probably the same plane I flew from Mexico City. Mexico and City. we went yeah. over the, the mountains to drop into the airport and the plane banked so hard sideways, I could see the ground on my side. And when I looked back at her, all I could see was the sky. And she had this look. She had the look of horror on her face. And I was like, oh, no. Her dad's a pilot, and she looks like we're going to die. Like, we're definitely dying right now. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, we didn't. And we get we share a cab. And I was like, what was going on with that flight? And she's like, I don't know. They don't teach you that in, air- in pilot school. I was like, oh, good. <laughs> Needless to say, I think that year or the following year, there was a shooting at the Starbucks over a drug deal that, gone wrong. That was that was 2012, yep. And the Symmetra Tour did not return. That is correct. The worst part was about that tournament, or for that tournament, was the fact that uh, Lorena ran it. Like, her company ran the ran the tournament, and they, like, for for going to a tournament that cost a lot of money on the Symmetra Tour, especially back then, to, oh, for, for sure. people to go to... They ran it like, it, I mean, minus the fact, you know, there's no crowds because of where it was. But I feel like that was probably, we got, as players and caddies got treated the best at that tournament as almost any Symmetra Tour event um, at, that, at that time, for sure. Dude, I loved that course. I, I, look, wish, at, I look at it on wish, Google Maps every once in a while. I'm like, maybe I'll go on vacation and go play there. I wish back then that I actually had I mean, not that my game's anything right now, but I wish I had a little bit more of my game right now because I actually know how to hit like kind of like a punch shot. And when it was blowing 30 miles an hour, I felt like instead of hitting seven iron from 110, like I could just, you know, punch a wedge and we would be fine now. But I loved that golf course. I thought that was such a fun track. And just like the whole vibe that week, like you, I felt like we were on island time. I, I honestly, to this day, I don't, if we went out there, I don't think I could find the, the driving range. Like I don't. Oddly enough, there is a couple of pictures of my first album of us on the driving range. Not very many, but there is pictures. Oh, There's proof that, that 
Yeah, you had the big headphones. I remember that. That's correct. The big headphones. That's perfect. So, so can I can I fast forward? Yeah, can I fast forward us to the very next week? Yeah, you take us. Where did we go? Because I don't. <laughs> so you so that was the first time you had made a was well second time you'd made a cut in your professional career. Well, I mean, but, like let's put it relatively to how many events I played. Yeah, you played it just a handful of year before. Like seven, total, and it was like my first first cut. So like, we finished like T fifty five, T fifty six, somewhere in there. That's a big finish. I mean, that was a that was a big deal at the time. Like, there was actually there was because that was a pretty big purse. I want to say there was almost a comma in the paycheck. There was no chance that that paycheck covered any portion of the cost that week. <laughs> Between <laughs> flights and hotel and food and booze, there's no way. Well, the booze, I feel like, was the cheapest part of the week because the Pro-Am party and they did, like, a welcome party. So, like, we had two nights where we didn't pay for, like, hours of hours of being in Mexico. So, because I'm willing to absolutely embarrass myself throughout any and all of these podcasts, I'm going to need you to tell the story when we ended up in the lounge chairs. <laughs> because I personally don't remember... So I think that I think that was actually 2012, because the 2020 or the 2011 pro am was the one offsite at the like the ritzy hotel that oh, was yeah, just completely out of sorts. Corona girls, Dude, I remember that. But the second the, the second year, uh, Don Julio's cousin was the sponsor, and they did it at the hotel at the resort. Yes, and that one they had it was like basically coolers of Corona and like and bartenders with cases of tequila and they're like we need to get rid of all this so we don't have to store it literally unlimited supply of tequila and like and there was like some tapas and we're like really this is what you're this is the food we're supplying for the booze fest that's about to go on on a tuesday like i just need 55 tortillas with nothing in them and we can continue this maybe a taco maybe one taco Maybe a little bit of carnitas. Yeah. So we we decide and take it upon ourselves to take shots with the tournament director. The yeah. The president, fun. the president of the tour. Um, <laughs> almost all of the rules officials. At, so by 2012, everybody on at all of the rules, the whole LPGA staff or semester tour staff knew us. Um, they may not actually know our names, but they knew who we were. Oh, they and, definitely knew my name. Well, definitely yeah, well, you'd been called to the principal's office a few times in 2011. No so, so they knew us. Um, but I'm pretty sure, like, it was the first, maybe the first or second tournament that, like, the new, um, the new, I guess they were the interns, like, where they set up the signs and set up the, like, oh, all yeah, the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, we were, like, we were, like, okay, well, we're going to christen these these college kids onto, onto the tour. So they're going to drink tequila with us. And then at some point I don't, there was music and I don't know if like you talked to the DJ, which I assume you did, but there was dancing and then you were dancing with the president of the tour. And like people were just looking like the, some of the veterans were looking at us like, who are these? Like just who is destroying our tournament right now? And then an hour later we're doing shots with them and they're having a good time. And then at some point we went back and got in the pool 
And so I remember there was a club. So, and whenever someone says the word club, I immediately want to go, right? Because I suck at dancing, but thoroughly enjoy dancing. I'm kind of like a 70-year-old woman at a wedding, like a single 70-year-old woman. And I remember us try, like me trying, like I'm talking in Spanish to these guys, just shit bricked out of my mind trying to convince them to open up this club for us and they wouldn't so i was like fuck it we're just gonna have our own party outside and i feel like that's when the shots really commenced that's that's oddly don't remember probably happened um but yeah i do well i do remember that and then yeah at some point when the when the sun went down and we we went out and we're sitting in the loungers one of like 600 loungers on the beach underneath the tiki, like tops. Perfectly placed. Like there's, I mean, think about it. There was probably 50 yards of sand. Oh, at least. Yeah. You could definitely like it. Like for some, right? for some of our friends, that'd be like a full 60 degree for others. It'd be like a chip. Fair. And I would say at least 25 yards of that was fucking lounge chairs. Oh yeah, like perfectly placed, meticulously. I I almost, I almost feel like the beach was big. It's bigger than that. Um, We're talking a decade ago, and I'm just going off of drunk. I'm, I'm on paradisevillage.com currently. Love um, that. We end up in these two these two lounge chairs. I would say that on a scale of one to ten, drunk, I was a twelve. So. And Via... you were like an eight point five. Yeah, I think I was a little better off than you. Um, but not much. Yeah. But the next morning was more than partly cloudy. It was a mostly cloudy with a chance of uh, thunder pukes. Yeah. And I, <laughs> we, I'm I'm trying to do the quick math here. There's there's easily on the beach in front of the two hotels. There's it's five five, like five in a there's row. There's easily there's easily and probably chairs. and probably. There's probably 75 or 100 rows of five. So there's probably like 500 of these little tiki things. We're sitting, we're the only two people out there. And it's late. And it's, yeah, it's middle of the night. Like everybody else that we know is either passed out or gone to bed. And we go out there to tell each other the meaning of life. Yeah. Like we're, it's. It's, it's, counsel, it's council session. Yeah. It's strict caddy player bonding. And our, and our bond was a little different than some people's. Um, Correct. Correct. And so we start talking about the meaning of life and somewhere in the middle of it, your meaning was to throw up all over the ground. And who was there? So I was getting there. So right about the time you're putting a finger up in the air to tell me to stop talking and, 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 and watch out. Call um, in a quick timeout. Yeah, quick yeah, time please, out. please get the flip flops out of the way. We don't want to get those dirty. Uh, we look over, or I look over, and there's out of all the chairs in the whole place, there's a couple that started to canoodle on the chair that's like seven feet away from your feet, <laughs> and they're so they're wrapped up on each other until they hear the the word, <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, they quickly, quickly, swiftly uh, dis- dis- disappeared. Yeah, they, uh, it was, uh, uh, yeah, they disappeared almost as fast as I zipped up my suitcase that year. 
Do you realize we spent like 23 minutes just talking about Mexico? Like you're the, going to have why, to be a reoccurring guest. You're going uh, to have to be a reoccurring guest. Because I can, we can do we can, we can do tournament. You can, you can just do like 15 minutes with me of like each tournament in a row for two straight years. Um, yeah, pretty much. But yeah, so yeah, we so we did we did Mexico and made the cut and we jumped um, like the like two weeks later because um, you didn't get into San Antonio the next week. And so we had a few weeks off and the LPGA was going to be a mobile and you're like, I'm playing oh, well, let's go try to Monday qualify. So we what drove. fucking idiot. Like, so, so we drove. needed to babysit me. Well, we get there and by the pictures and the, the Facebook album, you can tell it was my first professional, like major professional event because no, all of the pictures tight. are we like. We left in the middle of the night. <clears throat> oh, like, I, oh we left I, I know. We left at like nine o'clock at night. From drove Melbourne. all night. Drove slept, all night. slept in the parking lot for a couple for of like hours. For like an hour. And then... I don't think we practiced round. We might have practiced round. No, we did practice round because I have pictures of us on the course. So it's... We practiced round first thing that morning when we were a lot... When the golf course was... A fi- when it was officially yeah. tournament week. So this and had to then, be Sunday. Because Monday was yeah, because Monday was the qualifier, yeah. <clears throat> so we play practice round Sunday, get a cheap hotel, pass out for a few cheap. hours. I mean... Take, Cheaper take, than cheap. Take a shower, and then I get introduced to the lovely, wonderful, best wife in the Pac-12, Sarah Brown, at Carabas. And I'm going to have to beg her to do a podcast because I don't think you'll have to beg. Well, she just had a baby. Again, I don't think you're going to have to beg. <laughs> She'll right, be like, Derek, here's the, Derek, here's the baby. I'm going to do a podcast with D. You're right. You're right. Yeah, no, and uh, I, so we had, we had a we had a phenomenal dinner at Carabas, like they always do, and and then we went to we played the Monday. Uh, didn't miss by that much. I remember like coming like in like, and we still barely missed the we still barely <laughs> missed the tournament because the like the 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 high the low score was like seventy six or seventy seven to get in the tournament that week. The golf course was playing hard. It was windy. <laughs> it and, was greens. Those are the fastest yeah. greens I'd ever put on to that point in my life. Not career, was it, life. Was it like 16 or 15, the par three, where the where the like the ball was literally, it was like goofy golf. If you hit the green, it was off the back. And if you missed the green short, you're in like a valley. Couldn't and... even tell you. I just remember the practice putting green where like oh, yeah. I was working on four footers and I could hit a four footer a foot up the hill and it would go nine feet past the hill. I remember there was one spot where I think like I pulled the balls out of the hole and set them down and like like went to say something and they were like rolling away from me because yeah. because the green was so severely well the speed and the and the slope on it. I'm fairly confident that was my first and last Monday qualifier. That sounds correct. I like refused. I was so like, I think this is ridiculous. This I've, is so much work. Yeah, I've done one or two other ones, um, but that was. That was this uh, is crazy. I can't that was a this tough was the one. Same. This is why I wanted you on this podcast because you remember all this stuff, and I love that. So the this is the part that I know you'll remember. So we we get done. We don't make the tournament. I think we might have gone and like showered quickly, or maybe not. Who knows? And we grab a quick bite, fill up the car, and the Dodge. Shout out to the Dodge Journey because that thing was amazing. Um, right. And at and at the gas station, you said, what's going to keep you awake for this drive back to Melbourne? <laughs> okay. And I said, a 12-pack of McUltra. And you said, deal. 
you said, but I'm not pulling over every hour so you can pee. And so in the back of the Dodge Journey, the floorboards pulled up to turn into coolers. So we, yes. put, a, we put a 12 pack of Ultra with ice in the coolers <laughs> underneath the seats. And I proceeded to try to drink all 12 on the way back from Mobile. Which and, is like a nine hour drive. Yeah. So it's not really that. I mean, 12 beers in nine hours is really not doing it, not doing work. But um, you're just sitting there doing nothing. Correct. And you also don't have a bathroom at your disposal around the corner. Like you actually, like it's physically is a big deal to go. So I remember we get, we, we go through Tallahassee. I can't convince my alma mater and you're like, no, we're, we're getting home and we get somewhere on I-10. It's pitch black. There's no cars. I was, I was like, Hey, I probably should stop at the next rest area. And you said, okay. And right about that time we go past the entrance to the rest area and you're like, not stop it at that one. Next one's <laughs> I'm not waiting 33 miles and you pull over and I have to pee on the side of I-10 I in the middle of the night because red we flag number we've... two I'm a shitty boss I book you a 24-hour layover and I make you pee on the side of I-10 red flags no one needs to caddy for me ever I get it I'm the worst boss <laughs> but you but you but you also bought me a 12-pack for the road so it balanced out um but, i don't remember this and i was we, completely sober but we did make it back and then there's then we played some golf and worked at bay tree for a few days and then we leave and we start on um because you reshuffled and uh god i'm trying to think the team to ohio so we did so on, so yeah so on our way we stopped at the university of tennessee and saw the stadium per my request and yeah and then we went to the tiva championship up at uh we did like the fun king's island we, yeah, yeah we did king's we island did tiva we did decatur <laughs> um we'll skip the decatur I, stories for now I, um, yeah decatur's a whole episode for <laughs> real a whole um, episode yeah so we did because we did the midwest swing and we I think we made all but one cut and it like reshuffled you for the rest of the season. And that was, that was literally the drive back when you called Deb and we're like, uh, so I'm going to play on the rest of the season. And, um, and I remember there was like, I remember there was a pause and I think you were on speakerphone and she's like, okay, like I thought this might happen, but I was hoping it wouldn't. And you're like, and Tyler's going to caddy for me. And she's like, wait, no, (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. I so remember that. That is crazy. I, I absolutely am loving every single bit of this. The fact that we have to cut it in like 45 minutes makes me sad because we're three events in. <laughs> Maybe, kind of. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we did what? We did We did Tiva. We did Decatur. Then the week after Decatur was, was the first year at Sweetgrass. And we drove, oh. we drove past Lambeau Field, which later on in your career would be a year demise. But at that time, it was dark, and they wouldn't allow us in. And we went to Sweetgrass, and there's pictures of the driving range covered in fog. Yeah. And I think that's when it was because it was so wet, we weren't allowed on the course. And that's when you had the bet. That's when we met Paul, and you started betting Paul whether or not you could like hole out hole from out, fifty yards, like fifty six yards. Yeah, I bet him a drink, and I sat there for like two hours. It was the longest time I think I've ever spent on the driving range in my career. It's the most balls I've ever had to clean off a fifty yard pitching pitching green from you too, because you had to make sure that it was clean for in case it went. Oh, there's a hole out. <clears throat> so. 
did I ever voice to you that I felt like I was going to win at that place? Yeah, we talked about it that week, and I can remember distinctly, like, as soon as we got past, like, number two in the practice round, when you get back to the actual meat of the golf course, like, we were looking around, we're like, this is the best golf course we've ever been on. Yeah. Like, it's it's hard enough and long enough in the tips where they could play a corn fairy tour event. There's just not enough infrastructure around the place to host an event that big. And, but that golf course is, it's got teeth. And then if the wind blows, it's not like it's It's brutal and the grains are huge. So there's like, there's, and there's a ton of undulation. Like it's a, it's a phenomenal golf course and it's gorgeous. And the people are the best. Um, I love that place. And I remember, yeah, we were talking about, we're like, like this place is this suits us well. It's big off the tee. Like we can just bomb around and like make sure like we get you know, and then we promptly miss the cut. Oh, I MC Hammer there all the time. I either MC Hammer or like top five, and then that one time I won. That was a fluke. Yeah, I think we <laughs> we I think we missed the cut that first year after being super confident. Like on on Wednesday morning, we're like, yeah, we're definitely gonna I, win this week. And then if I go in with confidence, I'm fucked. Like just yeah. straight fucked. However, the week I did win, I felt like I had a little bit of confidence. That was just a weird week, though. Super weird week. Well, the week you the week you won up there, my favorite part of it was we had been texting a little bit and like just you know because your host housing and stuff was the best, and we're you know he was caddying for you, so we we're chatting and um, he was asking me like you know things to say or something to you like early in the week, and then it's like after the first round, I'm like hey, great round, you're like oh thanks. Like, we'll see tomorrow. And then, like, after the second round, you're like, hey, cool. Like, I'm in contention. And then, like, you fire off and, like, go low on Sunday. and come Straight blackout. And, Straight blackout. And I get a call. And you're like, <laughs> hey, so I'm sitting in the VIP on 18 and, like, watching this girl hit up on 18. And if she, like, doesn't make a birdie, I'm about to win this tournament. What do I do if we go to a playoff? I'm like, what do you mean? What do you do? You go make a birdie. Like, I, what kind of advice do you want from me? And you're but like, this isn't. But yeah. But like, you have to depict this hole to people. Like, it's, it's not the no, easiest par five that there it's, is, right? Yeah, because so, nine, nine and eighteen are run parallel. Yeah, they're run parallel with a lake in the middle and one, a shared green. And yeah, dub, big double green. And one runs nine runs slightly left to right, and the and eighteen runs slightly right to left, or it did them. I don't know. If, I don't no, know if they've it changed. No, it still does. We no, we've kept we've we've kept the same same nines. Okay, so like I remember, like the if you if you pipe a drive down the left side, it's pretty flat, but you're flirting with the water, and if you move and if you leak it right, there's like moguls, and you basically yeah. have to lay up from the moguls. And it's the most awkward layup. But right? the layup because yeah, if you the, go over the bunker. Then you have this like awkward like 60, 70, 80 yard shot. And, the and if layup they, and if is they put short the, left. And if they put the pin on the like the front right of that green, that's like the water is totally in the play. And if you go long, you got a fifty foot putt. So yeah. you want to be further back to get some spin because you're like hitting like a little pitchy, like a little. You're gonna have to nip it perfect tonight. Not not have a ton of a long putt and in I there. I don't think we play that hole very long because I remember when I won. Now, mind you. I prefer to play the wind on that course when nine and 18 are downwind. That's just how I prefer the golf course. Cause that makes 15 downwind, which I think is one of the harder holes that makes 14 downwind, which can become drivable. It just, to me, it makes the course easier when nine yeah. and 18 are downwind. So yeah. all I know is I hit driver hybrid and I was pin high, right. 
in the rough in the playoff. I toe-hooked hybrid in regulation, and it kind of plinkoed off the fucking rocks and somehow landed, like, short of the green, but between the greens. Okay. And made up and down. And I was like, okay, you just fucking stole one there. And then I get to the scoring tent, and I was like, holy balls, I just shot seven under. Like, had no clue, right? Had no, like, straight blackout. And we get to the playoff, and in my head, I'm like, I'm not hitting three wood into this green, and I'm definitely not hitting four iron into this green. Because who knows? Like, four iron in my bag is literally to punch out of the woods. Like, we don't hit four iron. We, I just don't. Like, there's no need for me to hit four iron ever. So we get there, and I'm literally sitting at perfect hybrid number with the thought of the toe snap hook in regulation. And I remember looking at Shrades, and I was like, it's hybrid. And he's like, it's hybrid. And I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. And it's like, it's so hard to explain the internal feeling. And I don't know if other girls feel this, right? Like, maybe it's just me. But have you ever been so cold that, like, you put your hands out and your hands aren't shaking, but internally you're just shaking? I know that feeling, and not from being cold, but I do know, I know that feeling you're talking about, yes. Okay, so, like, no, like, I put my hands out. There's no hand movement. Like, none. But I am literally shaking. Like, Tiger Woods 07 on PS2. Bum, 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 right? bum, bum. And you're, like, just like just please jesus just one time just one time just anywhere but left in the water because <clears throat> i was who was i playing against i was playing cindy hop so she was she had already laid up so i'm because i was probably i don't know 10 15 yards ahead of her maybe i don't i, I really don't know but it was it was like and at that point, I don't want to fucking play 14 playoff holes. You know what I mean? I want to like, win or lose. Just let's get it over with. Like, let, literally, let's get it over with. Because I just sat there for an hour, not drinking, just ripping heaters. Like, what's going to happen? She drops a smooth 10-footer to tie me. And I'm like, here we fucking go. Here we go. First professional playoff. Haven't had one of these since college. We're riding the carts back out to the hole. Paul's ready to just rip through a fucking handle of captain. Like, everybody out there is just done. Like, they've all been out. Like, they've all been drinking for, like, eight hours. Yeah. Here, let me give you one more hole. And so we get to the chip, and I look at Paul. And, I mean, nothing that you know makes sense in that moment. Like, I know that that fucking green breaks to the left. I know that. <clears throat> it all breaks down to the water. I know that. And I look at Paul and I was like, does it break right? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I'm asking someone, I mean, Paul's what? Probably like a 10, 15 handicap. But he, <laughs> works, at the but he works at the golf course. <laughs> I get it. But here I am, a quote-unquote professional. And I look at him, I'm like, it breaks left. And he looks at me, he's like, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you mean? And I put it to, I don't know, four or five feet, which was a really great chip. I mean, had I played it to break the way it should have, it might have been closer. 
and I promise you, Ty, for the rest of my life, if I'm going to win a tournament, I do not want any more four or five footers. You want the Daytona putt? You don't want the four or five footer? No. And it's every single time. It's the same thought. I'm like straight back, straight through. Like just fucking just tickle it. Just tickle it and let it fall down the front. Like, and I remember the chip. I don't remember the putt. And I remember giving the exact same look to Paul that I gave to you in Daytona. Like, holy nut sacks. That just happened. I, yeah, there's a. There's so many stress thinking about it. Jesus. There's so many. There's so many like tie-in turnoffs on that too. Because yes, that uh, like the it's like Daytona, like the without going through the whole story, like the. No, we got to go through the whole story, and we got to start on on Friday night or Thursday but night. That are we are we going to do the whole story now, or is that a different podcast? Yeah, no, fuck it. What do we got to lose? People okay. stop listening. I mean, this, if anything, it's pure oh, entertainment for us. They're they're already gone if they're stopping now. Yeah, um, I mean, like they're, um, it's fine. Like, who cares? So yeah, so Daytona, we missed the cut, or we. This so, is 2012. So, we're backtracking. We're yeah, going all yeah, over we're, the place. We're, yeah, this is so. T- yeah, well, quick, quick, like Quicksilver for 2011. So we play the rest of the season. Play okay. You get to keep your full status without having to go back to U school for twelve. Uh, we, I get a call to work the first two LPGA events in twelve, and so I went out west, and so I missed the first event at the what Florida Natural, and came back for Sarah Bay. Then we went Whoa. to Mexico. Then we went to Mexico, and. Then, yeah, then we went back to, like, the Midwest, and it was literally, like, top fives in 2012 or miscuts. And I know on the previous podcast you've talked about that, but I don't think people realize, like, it was legitimately, like, we were, like, top ten almost win or, like, missed by seven. Like, missed by, like, seven. It wasn't – there was not – there wasn't a lot of grinding on Friday or on Saturdays. It was, uh, was, like – Just fucking let's get it over with. Yeah, can we get get in real quick? Um, But, yeah, we had – we had miscut in in South Bend, uh, and then we drove. I don't remember that Syracuse we, was because we right? went from because we went from no we went from all, we played in New York Swing, then we and we did that was the Syracuse party bus story, Love and that. Albany Love that. with great host housing, and went to a concert in Albany that week, and Love that. Yep. then I don't think it was Vidalia. No, so no, so we went from so we drove. This is it was, this tournament was in the South Bend was an ad, a late ad. So we drove across country from New York to South Bend, Indiana. Yeah, terrible okay. town, beautiful ca- campus, of the University of Notre Dame. Um, was it still and, at Blackthorn? Yeah, oh god, that course does not, so not set up to so, my eye. It doesn't set up to anybody's eye, in my opinion. That course is rough, that is hard. like give me a cart and like the cart girl, and like, even that. That doesn't make it any better. It just it just, it's just makes it tolerable. It's, it's goofy. It's just goofy. Yeah. So the greens yes. are always good. Yeah. So we missed that cut, and we after going to the grotto multiple times that week on campus. Literally and, praying to Jesus. I remember that. Oh my gosh. Yes. And then we went to um, after uh, a, 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 for, a former Notre Dame alumni with who shall remain uh, remain nameless. Uh, you were not at the mood to go out partying after missing the cut. And I decided that I was going to go out and party <laughs> after missing the cut. And so 
after having multiple margaronas at a Mexican restaurant, you went back to the hotel and made the good decision. And first I, time and only time in my career. And I hopped in a cab with a unnamed player and went to the linebacker, which is like the main Notre Dame bar. Because can that's we just where... can we just reiterate the fact that you said cab and not Uber? Because those did not exist back then. There no, were no there Ubers. Was, there was no Uber. We were and in I, actually, taxi cabin. Actually, I think no. You might have even dropped us off there. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, so we went to the backer. Not, not a great decision, but it was a fun time. Then I was hungover as you woke up for whatever reason at like 6 a.m. the next morning because you'd already got like 12 hours of sleep. And you're like, <laughs> like woke me up. You're like, take a shower. We're getting in the car. We're driving to Richmond. And, Rich what? And then we went to Richmond with the, our best and most favorite host housing of all time. Debbie and, Pine, R.I.P. Yeah, she was the best. Love her. And like that week, for whatever reason, like it was the same. It was not quite Daytona week, but it was just good vibes. Like everything kind of went along. Was that the week well. I trunk slammed? It was the week you trunk slammed. Trunk slammed per Sarah Brown. And like trunk slammed and then basically had a chance to win on Sunday. Uh, and then we... This Bogey is where 366, it, by the way. Yeah, that's where Trump it started. Slam. That's where like the the season started getting into like the the grind of it. So it went from Richmond to Charlotte, and you God, outburst. How do you remember? <laughs> I can this remember like, every. So we went to Charlotte. You outbirdied the field, but had four three putts in one round, and we st- and we still lost the tournament by like a shot or two on Sunday. <laughs> like we were in the lead on the back nine on Sunday. <clears throat> And somebody else, like, in a couple groups behind us just made a couple more birdies. And, like, we lost. And we literally, like, had, we top five and we were, like, pissed leaving the golf course. We're, like, what just happened? Like, we literally, like, you, I think you outbirded the field by, like, five or six and lost. And so Shocker. we're, like, we're, like, okay, game's there. Go to Georgia, like, where we're, where the golf course suits, sets up perfect for your game. And for whatever reason, you couldn't putt to save your life that week. Not on and, those greens. I could not. I couldn't figure them out. And so we we think we missed the cut by like 12. And we shower and get in the car. And you're like, we're going back home. I'm like, okay. I was like, can we get home by 8 so I can watch the Florida State game? And we make it there in plenty of, plenty of time. You're and welcome. right about the time we get to like, it's like Titusville. Like, we'd already gone by the golf course. We'd already driven past Daytona. And where the next tournament is, we said, we're not going there yet. And we look at the leaderboard online, and we're literally, like, two shots from making the cut. We're like, wait a second, hold on, what? (laughs) And you're like, well, go do some laundry, because we might be leaving in a couple hours to drive back to Georgia to finish the final round. Because you're like, because you didn't know what the deal would be if you wd'd after making the cut like we didn't we didn't still don't know because we knew the money was going to be like we knew because we're at that point we were like 20 like after georgia we're 20 what 22 going into the final week i don't know ty that's why i have you here yeah we're (laughs) (laughs) i mean we won daytona and went 22 to 5 so so yeah so after georgia it was 20 we were 22 so before that week we were better than 22 we're in the top 20 and so we were figuring if we need to drive back up there just to make the money to give ourselves a shot in Daytona. And yeah, we went back up and you decided to work on your fist pumps on the putting green um, late Monday. 
No. Was that late you, Monday? I went to Duran and didn't leave until oh, I made a hundred. That's right. Because right. you said because you because you said don't worry about coming. I might be here for a while. Yep. And, and that's the time then, I lived then we right went up. Then you worked yeah. on your fist pumps. Then you worked on your fist pumps on like seventy-five foot bombs on the putting green in Daytona. And then my fist pumps for the two pictures that someone took of me were still atrocious. My fist pumping is so bad. Yes. I never know which hand to hold the putter in when it's, I fist pump. It's it's bad when you and when Bryson might have a better fist pump than you. <laughs> and that's not an exaggeration. If he ever listens it's, to it's this very, podcast, I hope he gets to minute fifty. It's very mean. That. It's very mean, but it's uh, his. I mean, he's so God, he's the, he's he's the worst. It's so um, bad. Why is my fist pumping so? It's probably because I just don't do it. That, I that just walk him in, and I'm like, "Yeah, fuck you." Next hole. <laughs> if you're on the Jersey Shore, your fist pumps are prime. But if you're on a golf course, they're terrible. Oh yeah, if I'm dancing, my fist pumps are like perfect. <clears throat> so yeah, so we do the Daytona. We play a practice round, like no big deal. Um, we'd already been there plenty of times and yeah, I remember we, they have the band at the, the band on the, the part, it was like the 18th green party or something like that. Yeah. And like something goofy and we weren't going to go, but I was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just go. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we went there and they played don't stop believing randomly. And we're like, okay, here we go. And then we. Is that the same Vibes. night we went and played pup? Is that the same night we went and played pup pup? No, that week, that week. Listen, this week, that week was so eerie to me. So one of the we, girls on we tour, played pup pup that week. <clears throat> we did play pup pup that week, okay. and we got haircuts that week. Okay. And one of the girls on tour, her and I went to go get massages that week. Okay. So this was like pre PT on Symmetra tour. Like we didn't have yes. a physical therapist. There was no one there to align anything or crack anything. So she takes me to go get the massage. Then you and I go get haircuts. Then we go and play putt putt where you smoke me because and then we get eight. and then we got slurpees. We did get slurpees, and then I hear journey. I mean, I rem- Ty, I remember being out there and the band. The guy was like, "We're about to play a song, and if you guys know the words, you better sing along." And I literally looked at you and I was like, "Journey, don't stop believing." And you're like, "Yeah, okay." And then the the fucking keyboard hits or whatever the hell it is. And I was like, fucking told you, like, let's go. And I don't know if I voiced it, but at that moment, I was like, we're fucking winning this week. Like, they just played Journey Don't Stop Believing. Like, let's go. Yeah, it was. uh... Everything from that point on was a absolute blackout. I remember the walk up 16. I remember the random guy on 17 asking me for an autograph and I had to jog to the 18th tee box because I had honors singing the happy song. That's all. That's, that's literally all you remember about that. Like that tournament was like 16, 17 and 18. Swear to God. And to this day, I have yet to put a drive where I put my drive on 18. Oh, I tell people where that is and they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm like, no, seriously. I have, I have been, even on my best drives, I was 15 yards behind where that drive was. I've no, and I, would, I don't even know what driver I was playing at that time. But I, like, that was the 910 or the Jesus the 905. No, no, so it was the 910. It was the 910 with the with the was the voodoo shaft in it. Whatever the one you literally got it from, like oh, dicks. I I still have that driver. I still As have you that should. Driver. 
I have yet to put a driver there. And every single year, practice rounds, pro-ams, fucking whatever, I literally try to lay into one, can't get there. The adrenaline that was through me was stupid. Six iron, you told me to aim at one of the palm trees. And then we got on the green and I was like, can I just putt? Like, can I, can I just go? Is it my turn yet? Is it my turn yet? Are we there yet? So I will, I'll do the semi-quick version from my end. So, yeah, so you shoot, we're tied, tied going. You gave into, me the wrong number on 16, Ty. I, I, I did. I'll, I'll, I'll get there. <laughs> so you were tied going into Sunday. So we're in the final group. It's like one twenty tee time or two ten tee time or something, whatever it was. It was the only time in semester tour history that they actually did like the pairings where they start on eight o'clock in the morning and roll all the way through to the afternoon. And we just yep. happened to be the last one that week. Facts. And no split tees. Everyone was off one. Everybody was off one. So and we watched we, nine hours of Laguna beach that morning. <laughs> so much so that we were like exhausted by the time we actually had to go to the golf course. We we're like, we got to go now. Like, come on. I was just mad that we couldn't watch more Laguna beach. <laughs> well, well, who wouldn't be? <laughs> Right? Like LC. What up? Where's that's she really, That's really the only part we wanted to watch. Same. Um, so, yeah. So, we go to the course. Like, warm-up's normal. Like, walk over. We're, like, like in typical D fashion. Like, you don't want to be late to a tee box. So, it's like we show up, like, 15 minutes before we need to be to the tee box. And you're like, well, what are you supposed to do for 15 minutes? I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I was Just start t- ripping heaters. I, t- I told you 20 minutes ago we had 20 minutes. And you said, okay, we're leaving the putting green. So... <laughs> We're like literally like waiting around for like two groups to tee off on one. And I don't remember a single shot on the front nine until eight green when you go long and the guy that's probably the the guy that's getting paid like six dollars an hour from Golf Channel that's recording a former big break contestant um, who's in our final group with us like won't get out like he's he was waiting for her to hit her putt or something or her chip. And, like, wouldn't get out of your way and, like, finally gets out of the way. And you were, like, just dog-cussing him next to the bag. And but not, like, actually. Like, I was, like, dog-cussing like him, him, to but me, to you. To, yeah. to me, yeah. You yeah. know, you were very – you were more cordial, cordial than, you need, than you needed to be at that moment. Correct. Like, get out of my way. I'm trying to win a golf tournament here. And the chip went long, but you buried the putt and looked at him with just the, like, death rays through his soul. Dirty and eyes. And that was like the time where I was like, in my brain was like, okay, here we go. Like that, that brought the focus back. Cause we were just kind of floundering. Just, it was just like pars, like nothing, nothing was coming easy. Nothing was coming hard. It was just pars casual. And so we get to 10 and like, I think we took like three wood hit it to like your, cause gap wedge was your club that you loved. So we got it to like hit it to gap wedge, gap wedge hits a 10 feet or something like burn the edge, tap in for par easy peasy then 11 uh 11 was i don't remember any of this so you hit so you hit the drive and you had hit it like two yards past the big break contestant who was one of the longer hitters on tour as well and she loved to hit it by you so when you were past her it kind of like made her or no sorry no we laid back that's what it was she was past you so you stuff it on 11 to like six inches maybe a foot and she 
has to hit after you and now she's trying to force it and she hits it up on this on this back bank and it doesn't take the hill back to the hole so now she's got like a 20 something foot downhill slider she ends up making par but you tap in for birdie and make a like make a good par on 12 and we get to 13 we to par birdie five. 12 did we birdie 12 we birdie no, 12 because you told me we birdie 12 the pin was front front right front right is where I, that's where i put it to like a foot okay and then we get to 13 the par five. and the par five and you <laughs> pipe drive and then we lay up and then the wind, it was super windy. And then you hit your eight iron flailed right to about a foot from being down a 20 foot embankment into the lake. And it somehow stays up and then you chip in for birdie. <laughs> and that's when like the, her look was just priceless. I wish I, I wish I could like just post that on a wall. It was so good. It was like, are you kidding me with this right now? Like, what yeah. is going? Like, I'm about to lose this golf tournament off off of two terrible shots in a row that are that just got rewarded with a birdie. And yeah, to a schmuck who never practices. <laughs> then we went to 14. It was the front right pin. You hit it on the fringe, just right of the hole, and missed the <laughs> missed the putt. And so at that point, I'm like, we're up to like we just need to make like we just need to like get in the house. Like we need maybe one more birdie. And I look over, walking from 14 to 15. I was ahead of you. I looked over at the scoreboard and there was a girl that was in the clubhouse, one back of us. Was that Steph? No, it was, um, no, cause Steph was in the group in front of us. Oh, you're right. You're right. It was, uh, it might've been Esther. Oh, so yeah. it was some, it was one, it was somebody that was like already in the top 10. So I'm like, screw them. Like we need a win to get in the top 10. Oh, backtrack to the drive up i was like oh all we gotta do is win this week and you get your tour card and you're like oh yeah all we gotta do is win this week um, go to golf channel. yeah 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 we get to go to golf channel you get to be on morning drive and you're like yeah okay whatever it's like quit talking about all this stuff so now we're on 15 and i see the leaderboard and i'm like all right one birdie if we get a birdie in the next four holes we're winning the golf tournament like without a doubt and i pinch myself on my chest because i start thinking about really? i'm literally i was literally thinking about like how fun it was going to be with like Sarah and my parents and your mom and like all our friends on 18, like dumping stuff all over us and like us like celebrating for the next like 17 weeks. And I literally pinched myself so hard that for like two weeks after the tournament, I had a brew like black and blue bruise on my chest. Cause I pinched I myself so hard. I did not know this. I love this. I did not know this. So then 15 kid on the green long two putt, but it was a great two putt to that back left pin. And then 16, you pump the drive your life back downwind. And we have, like flip wedge into the pin and I looked I read I went I did the math off the wrong head and you're like I don't think this is 117 yards or whatever it was and I was like no it is the math's right and you're like just do it again real quick and I walked it off the head and I was like it's 67 (laughs) (laughs) you're like that you're like that sounds better and you but then you chickened out on the on the wedge in and like came up short and then your putt came up like two rolls short from being in the heart and I remember like looking looking down and being like, "Damn it, D! Like that puck goes in. It literally breaks their back, and we literally coast in the last two holes. So we get to seventeen, and we had it was one sixty two, and it was a it was a six iron with the wind, and we played in the middle of green. You hit a dead on line. We were on the middle shelf, like fifteen foot putt just didn't break as much as we thought it was going to. Burns the edge. You tap in for par. So I'm ahead of you again." You're apparently signing autographs for people that have no idea who you are. And I see Blair O'Neill and her now husband, Jeff, are standing on the tee box and they've been following us. And I, I asked Jeff, what, 
what was going on. And he said, he said, you're one up on Steph who was in front of us. If she makes birdie, like you need a birdie to win. I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. So you like, you asked me if it's three wood and I don't think you would hit a three wood Why like the, the whole fuck week. Would I ever hit three wood off that team? Because you were in the lead. You were in the lead. Like you and your brain is three woods. But I didn't know I was in the lead. I know. You you kind of knew you were in the lead. You just well, you, felt you it, but I didn't know. So and I was like, no, it's driver. And you're like, okay. So the line that I gave you was way right of what we normally would do because the wind, and you turned on this thing and it as soon as it left the club it like t- started those bunkers and started drawing and i was like oh this is gonna be good because i was like if she, i was like if she airmails it into the 10th fairway who cares but we're yeah. not going we're not going left into the water correct we're not, we're not losing the tournament from the tee box so and then it turned over caught the hill rolls down to like pass that drain yeah. and then they both hit i think i think nicole ended up almost in the 10th fairway and the other girl in our group, I, I have no idea. And so we're, we're then waiting. Like, I think both of them, both of them laid up. We were, no, Nicole had, Nicole had a That's rough right. angle and she put it, we, she almost had in the water too. It was and almost, then she almost the... that's right. So she hit it, she hit it from the right side of the fairway or like the right rough. And like, whatever it, it like, was, she flew. drained like a stupid, like 70 foot putt. Yes. Yeah, she, yeah. Her second shot. That's what it was. Her second <clears> shot <throat> ended up going almost in the water left of the green. And then she, so her only chip was to like get it on the green to make sure she could par was basically going to secure her card. And she drained a huge, she bomb. drained it. Yeah. To secure 10. Yeah. On the money list. It was like the most clutch putt ever. Like she went, like we all went nuts. Cause it was just insane. Like we all knew where she was. And then, so yeah, so she was she was to the right of us. So we're we're sitting there waiting and pacing and waiting and pacing. And did you're I still burn pay- through two cigarettes? I think so. And Steph <laughs> Steph has like I'm watching it because I know what's going on, and so I'm trying to figure out what we're doing, whether we're getting aggressive or if we're just like just getting just like chipping six balls up. there. Mind you, like, we're on the we're on the right side of the fairway, and I'm pacing. 30 yards left and the left side of the fairway and back and then left again and then like ripping through a heater and so yeah so she lips out like 360 lips out and drops to her knees on the green and like the and so at that point i'm like okay cool like we're now we're now still up one on a par five and our second shots is six iron into the green like as long as this ball doesn't go in the water we're winning the tournament and so it's the same exact number 17. It's 162. You're like, is it five iron? I'm like, no, it's six iron. You just hit the same club from the same distance on the previous hole to pin high. And you're like, okay, yeah, I aim up like palm tree or one of the, one of the like lightning rods on the roof or something, which was right center of a green pins, like middle left. And you hit it dead online and just stayed right there. And like, was maybe yard past pin high. It was like, it was a perfect shot to win a golf tournament. And you looked at me as we started to walk and in my brain, I'm thinking we just won the tournament. And you asked out loud, did I just win? Like, so nobody else could hear. And I was like, no, you got to go make the putt. And you're like, oh, okay. And like, it's like, it's like snap, you like snapped out of it. And then, yeah. So Nicole has to like get a ruling. Then she chips up and then she's got to read like this 
five breaker 70 footer for her thing and so she takes forever which i mean it is what it is like i don't blame her and sure. she yeah. she bombs it then the other girl in our group is just outside of i think just outside of us so she plays and hits it to like three feet and she looks over and i was like you can i said take your time but you can finish and she's like she's like okay because i was like i do not want this girl's ball mark sitting out there and if you drain this putt things are going to go crazy and then she still has a three footer left because i know we're going to go crazy if it goes in so she finishes up luckily makes the putt because i so i don't feel bad about basically telling her to get out of our way (laughs) and i mean realistically she was like five shots back so it didn't matter if she made it or not but i know for like money and stuff you know every putt makes a big difference but so then we read the putt i i like tiger vision this thing and you're like you're like okay yeah i like that line and like before you walked up to the ball i was like it's just a little downhill and you're like okay and you still put it like a foot and a half by a There's, foot and a half fuck you it was three feet it, it was, was not all three motherfucking three feet it was look. knee knocker there is there's pictures there's there's pictures in <laughs> newspapers with how close this how much you ran it by but it was there is 0.97% chance that putt is downhill. Like I've, I've put the, I've put the level on it and it might be uphill. There's nothing yeah, downhill there's about no, that. putt. There's nothing downhill. But I knew you were, I knew you were jacked up beyond all belief. And I was like, if I tell her it's uphill at all, this ball might go off the green. And so that might've been one of my best caddy moments of all time was that 18, that 18th hole. And then, yeah, you tap in, you have the look of what just happened pure disbelief I, I get the best picture ever with my with the loudmouth shorts and my bright yellow shoes like taking a huge stride towards you and then then i it's like literally from there like i remember there's pictures of like us with stuff all over us i remember minimal parts about that but i do know that my second best caddy moment from that from that hole was when i put the bag over on the side i saw sarah and them and they all had bottles of water in their hand and I literally put the and, yardage book in the back. And I had, and you had given me your, you had given me the scorecard because it was too sweaty in your pocket. And I put it in the yardage book and put it, zipped it up in the bag. That way it didn't get all wet. And then, then, you know, then we went in the scoring tent. I remember I, like I stood in there and would like, we double checked and you like went over like three and four times. Like you're like, I'm not screwing this up. And then you made the best I, speech. I, you listen. made the best speech ever. I literally feel like I just relived that. Like, I kind of got teary-eyed a little bit into that. <laughs> like, I, I don't remember 90% of what you just said. Well, and the, and the craziest part is, like, you know, there's, there's holes and shots and golf courses. Like, I can, you know, I can go back and, like, mentally, like, put myself through most, most courses that we played on, um, like, layout-wise. But nothing nothing like that. Like, that, that shot for shot. Like, I can... There was a time where probably roughly thereafter, I could probably tell you yardages of almost every shot we had on the back nine. But I literally can't tell you a single thing from the front nine, minus the fact that you hit the fairway on one. I have zero clue what happened between one and eight. Same. But then so, you gave the this, best speech ever. Yeah, you I gave, didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I mean, you, th- listen, people need to understand. I mean, I don't know what guys go through on PGA Tour, and I don't know. I mean, they have wives and kids and, like, people, like, really think about thinking, thanking. And they give me this sheet of paper, right, of, like, people that I need to thank. 
And I want to make sure that everyone gets acknowledged, right? Like the, the, the maintenance staff, the, the, the head pro, the this, the tournament director, like all of it. But I am in such a fucking time warp. I have no idea what's going. Like, what did I just do? Like, I'm still in golf mode. Well, and like, we I'm were st- like, and we and is we there still did, hole? Well, and we still didn't know definitively if the first was less than it was. So we definitely we didn't actually know if we were in the top ten yet. We thought we were, but apparently it wasn't even you, a thing in my mind. It wasn't not a thing in my mind because I was just so pumped that I won a golf tournament. And so, yeah, so you give Dan Maselli the shout out. He said, shout out. And I did give him a shout out. <laughs> and, and you thank the superintendent because the greens worked for you that week. And, did. and, did. uh, I, you, I forget you had to thank the Volvic guy. I didn't know who, I didn't know who Ryan Ronk was, the, the tournament director. I was like, yeah. Ryan, wherever Ryan, and Ryan's four feet behind me, and he peeks over, and he's like, hey, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> I don't know. We're talking second year on tour. Still don't know anything. Like, no clue what's going on. I just won a golf tournament. Everybody wants to clean up and get the fuck out. It's the last event of the year. And, oh, hey, by the way, don't forget to thank all these people. I forgot to thank my dad. Yeah. Like I'm running Me. through this, right? I'm, I'm sitting. I was literally sitting in front of you, just like shaking, still just soaking wet from whatever beverage the 15 people poured on us. Like I had no clue what was going on. No clue was like the epitome of a rookie at that point. Just ridiculous, unbelievable. Had no business. Like let's be real. Had no business. Winning well, at that I, point in my career, I just fact checked my and tied for second place with Stephanie that day was Esther Cho. So I, I, I would listen. I wouldn't doubt you. Well, I would. When you I said one sixty two on seventeen and eighteen, I fully believe you. Well, that's like there's no doubt in my mind that it was one sixty three. Like you said, one sixty. Like it was probably one sixty two. Like I don't doubt that at all. Which but, is ridiculous because yeah. I've never even sniffed that number ever again. But yeah, then we drank. Well, mostly me drank out of the trophy for that night. I didn't drink. You had a couple sips, but not yeah. You weren't. You were not. I had a couple sips. I've been fully sober the night of all three of my wins. That's well. I think considering the stories that I have, your second one. Did you have to like leave that day and like drive to the next? Drive to the next one when you won the first time in Michigan. It was Fourth of July Sunday. Um, or 4th of July week. It was the weekend before, it was June 30th. It was the week before 4th of July in Northern Michigan. So Sunday night, everybody comes back home from all their like cottages up North. And I wanted to come home or come back to my dad's house to celebrate. So I literally was in the parking lot with my suitcase already in it. Mind you, my host housing was on the 10th fairway and my car was between the 10th tee box and the 18th green. Like, <laughs> perfect. Was right there. But I packed up all my shit. Someone came up to me in the parking lot, which they later showed me the picture. And I took a picture with their kids and I'm signing stuff. They're like, that was fucking awesome. Like, oh my gosh, that was so exciting. Da, 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 da. And I sat in fucking bumper to bumper traffic on I 75 South from Tullymore back to Detroit to go see my dad to give him the trophy. 
Where is was, where is where's Tullymore? <clears throat> Tullymore is like just north of Grand Rapids. Okay. So like more west, like more west side, but like an hour. It's not that far north. My dad's checking on me. He's like, "What are you doing out there?" Um, it's it's north of Michigan or Detroit, but it's more west. So I had to go east and then south, and I just hit stupid traffic. Like everybody, like everybody going back to Detroit. Everyone going back home from their summer cottages, and I, I just had to get back home to dad. And I was like, "Here's here's your trophy, big guy. Like here you go. Did this for you. Got you covered." So, all right. Before we end this one, because we're clearly going to have to do this more often. But before we end this one, just because I know the people are going to want this. <clears throat> In your opinion, now I know there's a lot. But in your opinion, what was our best party story? Because this is what the people want, right? Like, they want just the degenerate side of me. And Golly. they just, I mean, I know we have a lot, and we'll get into it. We'll, we'll make the people want uh, more of our podcast. I do think so. You've been the life of many a party on the on the semester tour, and I gotta light another cigarette for this. I've ripped through like six heaters, but I gotta get another one for this because I'm just pumped to hear your perspective. <sighs> I'm trying to think. So we, I'm just absolutely reliving my career through your eyes, and I feel like such a badass right now. Like I know I got a good buzz going on, but I just feel like such a badass. So like the first the. The first year going to like some random nightclub in Mexico was like okay, but not it wasn't like it wasn't that crazy. And then like there was you know like there's the Buffalo Wild Wings and those kind of nights, which were fun and you know borderline against the law, <laughs> but only because they don't have fun in Illinois. Um, th- honestly, I think the I'm between two here. Um, mm-hmm. So, Fuck it, hit them with them both. We're at minute so, seventy-five. If they lasted this long, we can tell them both. So part, so party bus and 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 Syracuse was and singers, oh. both years. I think the second year might have been a little bit better, just because it was, like, it was already planned. Like we knew we were going there, and so they were like accommodating, and more people from the tour came. That and that year was the the year that I drew the calf tat on your um, on your with Sharpie and <laughs> yeah, the uh, Detroit D, and then on Annie Brophy. <laughs> and well, you the Detroit D with the tiger eyes. Yeah, I think was good. That was and good. You're very it was artistic. In, it was in your. Uh, it was in what's his name's apartment. Justin. Yeah. And he has a kid now, by the way. I I saw that recently. Um, so like that party bus and like the craziness that went on those the the two years of party bus and whatever was fun. But I think the best one, and I, you've already semi told the story, which my recollection is a little different from the Bahamas, but so it was like the monsoon of monsoons <laughs> and the golf course is underwater. And they literally said, you're not allowed to go to the golf course because we can't get you to the golf course. Cause it's the Island is literally flooded. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time and probably the only time in like minus, like maybe the bowling tournament in Rochester that the, like most, most players actually like let their hair down and have a good time. Yeah. And it was literally like, you can't golf for the next two days, so go do whatever. And yeah, so there was like buying bottles of rum at the store in the hotel and like going to the pool and like going down the crazy river for like six hours and like drinking drinking out there with like 
just people I've never seen by a pool or with a drink in their hand or drinking like pina coladas. I'm like, who are you? Like you're sponsored and like an actual, like a real golfer, but you're actually having fun with the rest of us. And then, then it was, was it Lang's birthday party? See, that's what I couldn't remember. Either. I think it was, it was, I think it was Brittany Lang's birthday party or her birthday. Cause Kevin was, was down there. Someone's birthday. I could not remember who it was, but the, but yes, um, the big name golfer that you, you mentioned before did have a bottle and we were invited over there and there Grand was Goose, other, yes, right? there was, yep. And, but the big bottle, the big bottle like and the bottle that you, you thought was at the bar for decoration. <laughs> like you thought who, that who knows, you, who knows what was actually in it. It could have not you, been, it could have not been vodka. We were literally drinking, so. look at this bottle in high end restaurants and you think that it's just there filled with water. Like you the, literally think it's there for decoration. It's a it's a one seventy five. It's like a full magnum of of Grey Goose, maybe it's bigger. Maybe it might have been a double magnum, like three, like a three liter, whatever. It's a giant bottle. It was stupid amount of booze. Like I don't even want to. I don't know who paid for it, and I don't want to know how much it cost because holy ball. But yeah, so and we at the were. Bahamas, like that so we were. To be oh yeah, so we we're like dancing and having a good time, but then the top. So that was midweek, and then. The tournament we have, like, they change the course up and you play 12 holes the first two days. Well, after the second day was they to, like, say sorry is when they opened up the nightclub for us upstairs. Oh, yeah. And the that night, I remember that that's the night we decided that if it's going to be open bar for two hours, we're going to make sure that they, they know we're here. Yeah, they're, we're going to hurt them. And so we, I think we, like, because I was a previous, I bartended in my previous life, and I was like, just give the bartender a big tip the first time and they'll keep coming back to us before everybody else. So I think he tipped like 20 or 50 bucks. To the guy and was like, make sure our drinks don't get empty. And he's like, done. <laughs> and so like, it was coming like, from the person who did not have 20 or $50. To <laughs> Correct. But I Correct. Was like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. So we were getting after it. And then, you like started the dancing and then like other people started like join. And then like basically we had the whole tour staff. Everybody's like on the dance floor and a, my favorite memory from this night was a very high profile golfer who will rename be, who will definitely remain nameless tonight. And who also made sure there was no pictures or videos of this, of this interaction, but took her, took her caddy onto the dance floor and put him in a chair and like, danced for him like on the like as a joke in front of and he was mortified (laughs) but it was the one of the funniest things i've ever seen and to this day it's like it makes me smile every time i think about it because it's a it's 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 one of those tour stories that cannot really be told especially because of this purchase person's stature but it is correct but it is it is one of those that just it is a over a few beers with some friends, you can tell them and be like, you'll never believe this. And I'm going to tell you, and you're still not going to believe it. And then, and then I had this- to tee up the, that's when I, that's the, the next day where they're like, they're like, okay, so there's no official cut because it's 36 holes. So everybody's playing the next day. And we were like, we were going to miss the, we would have missed the cut. And so our tea time was like, we were one of the first tea times off. And I remember, yeah, we get out to the course. We're both, in struggle bus mode then yeah so like i like i'm pounding a few bottles of water and like trying to find you a gatorade like we couldn't eat 
Like uh, we're sitting on the range. It's 98 degrees. The The ground's literally sweating because it's trying to get all the hurricane water out of it or the storm. Water. It's like, it's literally like it's, it's raining upwards out of the ground. And, oh, so bad. and so like, so you asked me to start teeing up the ball for you after like you chipped a few and we're like, we're not doing a whole lot of this. I, you're like, I just need to make a couple swings to crack my back. Like just so we can make it off the, off the first tee. And yeah, so I'm teeing it up. Another another player um, who we're friends with walks by and cracks a joke, and is but she's also like trying not to lose herself on the on the driving range. Um, and yeah, so I tee up a few. You hit a few. We get in the shade. Like try to pound another bottle of water. We somehow like I feel like once we got to like the first few holes in, like it started like level back out. Maybe because it was we'd sweat through everything already. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. And we finish and somehow you talk somebody into getting us into the 18th, like greenside thing for like VIPs oh, or whatever. This I do not remember. Do tell. And it wasn't crazy. We just got like, you, like you'd sweet talk somebody and like, they got like some, like got us into got us up there. And like, we had a couple of, had a couple beers and then we had to go to the airport and, uh, I think was it Aaron's girl was in a playoff, or was it like could have been in a playoff? And he's you're most certainly play. asking the wrong person. Ty. And like I don't even remember being in the 18th VIP tent. And then like and then we and then it was and then basically like we we're we we're literally at the airport watching it, being like, "Well, they're gonna miss their they're gonna miss this flight out of the Baham- their last flight of the Bahamas tonight." <laughs> oh, woof! I remember just being so hungover. I was spitting white for like 19 holes. Like just could not get hydrated was just the best oh. the best part about that week, so all of that happens. We book first class, we get on the flight. The first flight does not have first class. If, but yeah. we do have our we do have single seats on the left side of this plane. And we get to Miami and still not feeling great and have a layover in Miami and then we get on in first class and all of first class is this might be so, one of my favorite tour stories. It's, it's the whole tour. All, it's like the whole tour, but two people. Yeah. And we're all having jokes. Like Julie Inkster's behind us with, with Pat Hurst. And I think Blumenhurst was next to me in the front row. And you were on the other side. Like just so many people were just laying. The Langs were in there. It was, everybody's just having a good time. Like having a couple of drinks. To just, and the whole, and, but the whole plane was like, oh my God, why does everybody know each other? Exactly. <laughs> like, and, are they taking over the plane? Are we going down? Why does everyone know each other? And this was this was our first flight as professionals where it was first class because it was cheaper than buying coach with paying for bags. Correct. Because it was on an airline that we did not normally fly, nor do I, I still try to avoid. Same. And, and then we get to Philadelphia. And, and they lost to, everyone's bags. It was in first class. Like all the first everyone's class bags, bags that had priority bag tags on them did not make it. And like everybody in coach had their golf, golf clubs. And you didn't get them to like Wednesday. Which, I mean, at this point, doesn't matter. Like, I'm shooting 80 or 68. Like, it, uh, it doesn't matter if I have my clubs or if I'm No, it did, because your U.S. Open qualifier was that week. So we are waiting. How do you re- fucking remember? So, so we, had to, we, had to, we had to make sure your clubs got there so we could drive up to upstate New Jersey and play this play U.S. Open qualifier on, like, 6,000 yards at a, like, private muni where, like, oh, a, like a 12-year-old won because she was a member there. Brutal. So, yeah. Bahamas might be the one we're gonna have to I feel like we might have to like plot out our next podcast 
because yeah, I think notes might be a good uh, a good a good start. I mean, listen, if anybody made it this far, like Cheers. we're gonna have a following. Like we're gonna have made it this far. I feel like this is phenomenal. I am sitting outside of my father's house in Detroit. It is fifty degrees outside. Oh, I'm in shorts. I'm freezing my non-existent nuts off. I've had to pee since we were on like the eight hole in Daytona. <laughs> <laughs> like just going for it. My dad's walked by like six times. He's like, what the fuck is she doing? I thought He's he was in bed. Like, I thought he was in bed too. But so, every single time I come up here, the son of a bitch is, down, uh, is sleeping at eight o'clock. It's 1030 right now. And he's wide the fuck awake <laughs> sitting on his iPad in the kitchen, just ripping heaters. Like the inside of his house looks like a fucking casino. It's so cloudy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> God love them. All right. So we're going to have to do at least, at l- I mean, we didn't even sniff our career together. No, no, we like, didn't. We scratched off one corner of the scratch off ticket. Yeah. We got, we, we didn't even get, we didn't even get through the bees of bingo. We, yeah, no. I mean, we didn't touch Decatur. We barely touched, we didn't even talk about Syracuse. We didn't get into any of the stupidness, which is what everyone wants. So I feel like this is a good, like, little teaser to get people hooked. I'm going to have to go through and edit this. I have no idea what I'm doing. This is all just a dry run. Yeah, we didn't didn't get through, like, we didn't talk about, like, any, like, LPGA stuff. We didn't talk about being in Canada. We didn't talk about going to the Chicharro Club with your dad. Oh, fuck me. So, yeah, we got so much. And I mean, it's it's all based off of your memory because clearly I don't remember any of my career. It's, I mean, just I'm literally I was sitting on the I was sitting on the chair with my leg crossed, my arms crossed, just kind of like shivering, listening to you, and I'm like, oh my god, that fucking happened, that fucking happened. You're like bir- you're like birdies, bogeys, ketchup chips, like what are we, whatever. Oh, I can't even get into Canada to go buy ketchup chips right now. <laughs> all right. I love you. I appreciate you. We're going to do this again. I'm going to run through and listen to all this and see how to edit it. Oh, jeez. I don't know. Good luck. Yeah. And I'll keep you posted, and I'll let you know when I post it. Sounds good. Well, uh, thank you for having me. I love you, too. And we'll we'll have to uh, share more uh, horror stories in the future. Amen to that, brother. All right. I'll text you in a minute. All right. See you. All right. Bye.